Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad Can We Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Ray, and this is episode 103 of Dad Can We Talk. So, uh, first thing first, I need for y'all to go to the YouTube channel at Dad Can We Talk. Subscribe to the channel. I always say, if you want to really help, you really want to support the podcast, that's the greatest way to do it. You know, uh, subscribers is the way that you show that there's um, something going on over there. You know, um, a lot of people always ask me, man, when you gonna monetize? I'm like, I can't monetize until I'm at a thousand subscribers on YouTube. So um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. So it's very simple, easy, go to YouTube, that can be talk, hit the red button, subscribe, simple. It's an easy thing. So um, I appreciate everyone that's already done that. Um, I appreciate everybody that shares everything about the podcast, that's telling people about the podcast. I'm just, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for everybody that's supported me in these last three years. We've come a long way. We hit that episode 100, but I ain't stopping. We got a lot more to get to. I got so many more dads that I want to sit down with an interview, man. We're going to continue to uh, change the narrative and tell stories, especially the stories of black fathers in our community, man, and all over. So uh, that's what we're doing, and we're going to get right to it on today. So, man, today, I'm with my boy, man. Uh, I've been waiting to sit down with this dude for a long time, you know, and um, he hit me up one day and was like, bro, listen, I think I'm ready. I think I'm, I think it's that time for me to come on and, you know, tell my story. So uh, y'all already know, for me, to me, this man here is a legend in Gainesville. <laughs> this, is, this is like, when I think of, you know, every time somebody asks me, who one of the rawest basketball players in Gainesville? His name got to come up to me. You know, if his name ain't coming up, I feel like your list ain't, ain't, ain't legit to me. You know, I put him up there with the with the Larises. I put him up there with the uh, with the Shift Luches. You know, I I put him up there with, with with them dudes, man. You know, since I was a jit, I've been seeing this man. You know, just really every time I see him, he gonna hoop. You know, if it's any any time somebody talking about betting money, anything, if bro ain't at the court, I don't think it's legit. So every time it's every time there's been something happening when it comes to the to, to the game, and um, this man been there, he's, he ain't never disappointed me. You know, and uh, man, I'm kind of mad that my dog uh, he had to cancel on me, but I'm gonna try to get him back on. Duke Skywalker, I was definitely going to have some questions for him about this man because dog ate him when he came to the Bills. So uh, y'all stay on the t- stay tuned, stay on the lookout for that. Uh, it's still coming because uh, I got some questions to ask him because if Baller's Life ever watched this, listen, this man need to be added to the crew because the way he did Baller's Life at Westside Park in Gainesville, Florida, yeah, I mean, bro, listen, if anybody was there and you seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, we're, we're here for some, we, we're here for fatherhood today, man. You know, we we're, we're going to talk some fatherhood, we're going to talk family. And uh, I just want y'all to welcome to the Dad Can We Talk community, my man, Brian Pace. How you doing, bro? Appreciate you for having me, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if this video sounds a little different, 
than my last, maybe last 10, um, I left my wireless mics at home. So the audio might sound a little different on this one, uh, but y'all already know it's, we gonna get it in. So um, first thing first, man, my first question is always the same on the podcast. I want you to talk about what was your relationship like with your dad? The relationship I had with my dad was, it really, growing up, it really wasn't one. Like my dad went to prison when I was three, mm-hmm. and he got out of prison when I was, I think, like 16. Okay. But during that time, from like three to 16, I maybe saw him like five times, visited him in prison okay. in different places. But it really wasn't a relationship like that. But um, once he got out of prison, you know, we had a little relationship, but it wasn't real close like that, you know, it was just like off and on thing, you know, I still respect him as a dad, but it just, what I would, it, it's not what I expected, yeah. you know, so, and like me becoming a father, that always like motivated me, mm-hmm. because, you know, I had sisters, you know, that had kids before me and stuff like that, and by my father not being in my life, I know how important it was to have a father, you know what I mean, and so, when I had my son, I wanted to do everything for him to be there every moment, because I never had that. You know, my mom was with a man that I was growing up, but he wasn't a father yeah, figure to me. I never called him dad, and nothing like that. I never did the little going trips, fishing mm-hmm. with him, none of that type of stuff. He was just there, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He wasn't like no father figure to me, you know what I mean? So, and that's different. Mm-hmm. And like, I see a lot of people go through things, you know, being a father, and the thing that was always stuck in my head was, I'm not gonna let nothing get in between me and my son relationship. You know what okay. I mean? And that's because it's been big to me. It's something I never had. And I hear a lot of females talk like, oh, my, my child don't need their father. Or or they be like, of course, a lot of women today, they more independent than ever because and they and they take they try to take advantage of that role and, t- and make it seem like their kid doesn't need it. It's not that they don't need them, it's best for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know it's women out there because I have sisters, I have women that I don't talk to before that I know for a fact they didn't need my father them financially or none of that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But me, from my experience, I know it's best for a father being a child, like regardless, no matter how you slice it. You know? So that just almost motivated me and that's just, you know, some of the important things I always look at that as a father. And, and, see, <clears throat> and I love that you say that, you know, I grew up like that too with my mom. You know, my mom did, the best a mom could do, taking care of three boys by herself, you know, and I mean, I had my stepdad there uh, once we got like, once I got like high school and stuff, but like you say, he really wasn't like a father figure, he was just there, he was working, he took care of us financially, um, but like as far as like being a father figure, it really wasn't that, like my mom was, you know, she made sure we were straight, you know, and she never tried to make that a thing, you know, she just like, you know, y'all gonna respect them and that's it. Yeah, they let you know, flow how it flow. And, you know, but like you say, I do believe that kids need that. Like, what would you say was probably one of the biggest things that you missed out of uh, <clears throat> with your dad not being there? Like, how what was one of those things that really affected you? I think me, I grew up in, du- in Duval in that era and it was mm-hmm. like- It was that. It was really that bad, you know what I mean? It ain't like it these neighborhoods is now. I grew up in that era when it was like really, really bad. And so 
I was thinking to myself, like, when I come on this podcast about what we're going to talk about and stuff like that, because I knew this would be asking me five questions. And I'm just thinking about, like, all my friends in the neighborhood, my next-door neighbor, the ones across the street, they all stayed with their moms. And this, and, and when I went to think about this the other day, I'm like, man, like, my friends ain't have their fathers either. <laughs> Crazy. It's just... I went to I went I went to like a in a dark I went to a dark place thinking about that like man the the, the strong people that have been in my life it's been women mm-hmm. you know what I mean I haven't had no father figures in my life like that I mean when I got to college I had you know my coaches that I looked at as a father you know as a leader to me but growing up it was it was my mom you know mm-hmm. my friends it was their mom you know mm-hmm. my friends they had that two parent household. And so when I think about it, I'm like, man, like I grew up in that era where it's just strong women, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, around me. My whole my whole neighborhood, my friends in the back street, front street, whatever, it was women, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know D40. Like, I'm like mm-hmm. when you when you ask me about a father figure, like people that like really came to my life that happened, like his mom, rest in peace, she died, you know, but she she came in my life when I was young, like besides my mom. And like she gave me like she she talked to me, she motivated me, she showed me that she cared about me, she made sure I was straight, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's a woman that I never forget, you know, because at that age, she was that. You know what I mean? She did a lot for me, she was there for me, you know, she made me feel comfortable, she made me happy with the talk that we had. I ain't never have a father to do that. My mom was there, my mom had to deal with eight kids, you know what I mean? And that's right. tough. That's why, really? you know, I, I think to my mom today, like my mom, like she she everything, bro, to deal with eight kids. Because there's people that struggle not to deal with one kid. You know what I mean? And I like, I look at my mom sometimes, like, man, you really, she really did that. You know, I was blessed to have a mom like that. You know what I mean? So I ain't really had that father figure like that growing up. It was mainly strong women. Like, um, it's something I don't like to talk about much. I ain't never really talk, talk to nobody about it. But, you know, I respect you and what you got going on. So I'm just open up a little bit. Uh, Probably I think I was in uh, ninth grade, maybe ninth grade, and um, my um, me and a couple of my brothers and sisters ended up got taken away from my mom. Yeah. And this goes back to you asking me about who was the a father figure in your life, and like I had a sister, my oldest sister. You know, we got taken away from my mom. My oldest sister had to take this role of having all of us in her life at a young age. You know. Yeah. And this is my older sister. This is who I look up to as like a mom today too also, you know. And she's my older sister. And like for her to take over that role, you know, I respect her so much today because that was so tough for us to be thrown at her like that, you know, while we could have went somewhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. But she took she took responsibility of that. She took that role and she did what she had to do. And she like, she helped me a lot because my mom was great, but the thing that she did for me is some things that I never forget also because I always lived my life like sports was everything, you know. People that I felt care about me was about sports, you know what I mean? And so like my sister, I'm thinking she think the same way when she taught me a valuable lesson because I remember I was in school, I think I was ninth grade, maybe GHS, I was playing AU, and I had to go to like a national tournament. And I cheated on the test and my sister found out. And I'm just used to people, you know, my mom or something like that, you know, whatever happened, Go play basketball, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I got my coaches and my counselor, they telling her, you know, you need Brian, you know, to go to the tournament. My sister said, no, mm-hmm. the school is more important, you know? It's gonna mm-hmm. be a lesson for him, a lesson to y'all. 
And I'm just my sister, you know, I'm thinking like, man, like my sister gonna let me go play. You know, she ain't let me go play. You know, so that really opened up my eyes and let me know like my sister care about me more than anything. Not not sports, no nothing. You know, she care about me and my life. You know what I mean? So that was like a really big thing in my life that stood out to me. I always remember that. Man, man, shout out to sis. Shout out to moms, you know, shout out, man, bro. That type of stuff there, you know. And I think that's the type of stuff that people don't don't see. Like you say, everybody, you know, you know the basketball and stuff. But it's like, you never know what people be done went through. <clears throat> you know, as I, since I started this, you know, the more and more people I've talked with that I grew up with, been around, and, you know, and I hear these stories and I'm like, bro, I never know that. And it just gives me so much more respect because it's like people don't, like, I think even with me, you know, I think people like, they look at me and they, whatever it is that people think, but it's like, if you ain't never really sat down and talked with me and you don't know me, know me, yeah. like you don't know the half of the stuff that people, you know, I don't went through. You don't know the half of the stuff you don't went through. All they see is what we, you see on the outside. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know what that man has been through. You don't know what he, he he's had to overcome, you know, Growing up without a dad, and, you know, all the problems that go on inside of a household, especially like us growing up in the 90s, bro. You know, and, and at times I think about this something that I really, uh, I thought about sometime last year, you know, I was, you know, just thinking about my pops, you know. I'm like, damn, bro, my pops really grew up in the 80s. Like he was in high school, middle school, in the crack era, bro. Like yeah, tough era, yeah. A very tough era, and it just it gave me so much more of an understanding of my pops. Like, you know, all my life, all I hear is people saying this about him. You know, my pops, well, he was he was a user, yeah. And um, he he was on that, bro. And I'm like, growing up, I ain't understand that, but now being who I am today, I'm like. I fully understand what my pops went through. Like, okay, yeah, he had his issues. Like, and I can't blame him, like, because he ain't never get any help. Yeah. And so it's like you dealing with this stuff for, man, my pop probably just started getting this stuff together a few years ago. So, bro, 20 years, I'm 34. Man, now over 25 years, bro, that the man was dealing with this. And ain't nobody never helped everybody just always point fans. He do this and he did that. And I'm like, boy, you know, and I, and I talk to my pops about that. And I'm like, damn, bro, like I think I really understand now, bro. Like, you just you need help. And ain't nobody ever care enough to just say, I want to help you. I help you. Like, you really right. Cause like sometimes, man, people go through things and everybody will be like, oh, it's for that person to help. It's for that person to help. And they looking at each other. But it's really for you to help, mm -hmm. you know, because if you're looking at everybody else, nobody ain't going to never do it, mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes in life, everybody just need a little hand, man, just to help them, just to lift them up, give them some motivation, take them to a mm -hmm. different place, you know what I mean? Just just a little bit, you know, and like, this is like me when I was growing up in Duval. I was bad. All my friends were bad. So that's, in that circle, that's all I knew, yeah. you know. And probably if I would have never moved out of Duval, I'd probably been dead in prison like most of my friends. And the best thing ever happened to me was me moving out of Duval, you know, because mm -hmm. I was still being with those people, which some of those guys still my close friend today. But me just being in that same environment with those same people, it would have been a continuous thing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so by me moving 
moving into a different place, it kind of helped me, you know, it kind of, it was a relief, you know, me being, seeing something different, being around different people. And like, uh, I mean, I was, I was, I was terrible, man. I like, I remember sixth grade at, um, at Howard Bishop, I was being so bad, I think I got kicked out first semester <laughs> at Howard yeah. Bishop, sixth grade, I got kicked out and like all my friends the same, you know, these the people I'm with in Duval and like that sixth grade year, I ended up moving out of Duval. That sixth grade year, while I was being terrible, I ended up getting kicked out and going to um, Pathway. Mm-hmm. And like, I always been playing basketball everywhere around games, around the circuit, whatever. And um, I remember it was the, I think it was the principal or the dean or whatever at um, Pathways. You know, we play basketball out like there. I'm there with all the bad kids and gangsters. Yeah. I wouldn't be traveling with that from Duval, yeah. Village Green, Sugar yeah. Hill, Tree Trail, right. wherever we yeah. came to be, all of them at New Pathway, you know. And we got all good athletes out there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm one of the youngest ones. And like we playing, I remember he walking up to me one day and he was like, Man, you need to be playing on the uh, team. And I like, I just played City League last year. I've been playing City League last year for the first time, you know, I dominated too. And like man, I got an A. He said, he said I got an AU team you can play for. He was like, I want you to be at uh, TV Mac Ferries, and I think it was like at six o'clock, or whatever, like that after school. Uh, be out there, or whatever, like they say. You don't got a ride, I'll come get you. He came and got me, took me out there. I remember these are the people that I met this day. I yeah. met, I met Doc that went to PK. Okay, yeah, I know Doc. Tim, 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 Tim Shank was out there okay. because I already knew him from part one of football that y'all played with him. Cordell Ferguson, okay. Uh, Jonathan Cook, yeah. Right. Gene, Gene Martin, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alton Jones, okay. Uh, who else? Uh, white boy Bradley Adams. Uh, I mean, our team was loaded. Bro. Yeah, I had a real deal team. It was the Rockets. It was the yeah. Rockets. It was okay, the Rockets team. The Rockets, yeah. And I remember I went out, I went out there to practice and the coach Fields, legendary coach, man. I yeah. love Coach Fields to this day. You know, that's the first AU team I ever played on. And like I get out there and he he never knew nothing about me. You know, he know all those guys, never knew nothing about me. Some of those guys know me from playing on them before. Yeah. And like he was like, I want you to play these guys one on one. It was Tim the guard, dog, you know, all these night boys nice. You know. Right. I beat all of them. None of them ain't beat me one on one that he got me going through them. You know what I mean? And this one-on-one is my style of play, you yeah. know? And he got me going through him. He like, he, like he, he trying to find out like where I come from, you know what I mean? And like, I ended up playing on the Rockets, bro. And I mean, like our team, bro. We, we had so many good players we had made two teams. And like, that's, that's the best AU team I played on. That's the first time I like got into that AU circuit, you know, playing on the Rockets. And it was tough. And Coach Fields, you know, he saw something in me. He gave me a chance, you know? And like playing on that team, it kept me out of a lot of trouble. So, you know, I really, you know, appreciate you for that. That's real, bro. <clears throat> That's real, though, boy. Listen, I, yeah, I'm going to say some names. Man, shout out my boy Doc, man. Hey, oh, man. bro, if I, can, so I want to get in contact with my boy, I was talking <laughs> with his sister. I'm like, man, I got to really get in contact with him, man. I want to, I love to sit down with you. If anybody know where my boy at, man, please get me in contact with my dog, Doc Burkett. Man, shout out to my dog. That's I played again, bro. <laughs> Boy, that nigga was quick too. Yes, sir. Man, one more point about, you know, growing up in our hoods, man. You know, I think, like, I always have so much more respect for us because I know, and I seen the type of stuff that we went through. And I was always one that 
kind of kept out of the trouble. You know, I was like, man, what he need to be tripping. You know, my homeboys doing this and doing that. I'm like, man, y'all boys wilding, bro. You know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm thinking about hooping. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I don't want to get in trouble, bro. And I was talking with one of my dogs. He just got out. Um, he got out a few years ago, uh, last year. And um, I was talking with him a few weeks ago. And we were just talking about the old days. And he was one of my only friends that grew up with his dad at the house in the hood, the tree trail. And um, I was telling him, I was like, bro, you was probably one of the only ones, bro. Like him, boy, KJ, probably was like one of the only ones I knew like in the hood that had their daddy at the house, you know, KJ. And um, I was talking with my dog and he had really brought something to me. I think he was like, yeah. He was like, I did have my daddy at the house, but he was like, Bro, it wasn't what you think, bro. He was like, yeah, he was there, but I ain't get anything from him like that. He was like, it was more toxic than anything. Yeah. And he just went to telling me all this stuff and how he got the way he is today. And he like, man, bro, sometimes I I, I, be th I look at y'all, bro. Like, I look at you and Ron, you know, how y'all mama was with y'all. And he was like, I kind of used to wish I had that, bro. Because like I felt like your mama was, you know, my mama was hard on us. You know, she ain't play like that. And um, he was like, bro, like I, I used to look at you, bro, and you know, almost be envious of what y'all had, bro, because y'all mama used to really be on on y'all and she kept y'all in check. He was like, bro, my parents ain't care like that. Yeah. My parents were like, you do what you do. Yeah. And he was like, that's why I was, that's how I was, how I was, bro. And, you know, and I, when he said that, it just kind of hit me like, dang, that's crazy. You know, like some people do be having their parents in the house and it ain't always what it looked like, you yeah. know? And you gotta, sometimes you gotta really look at that because like everybody got their own issues, you know? It might look like, you know, this person daddy in the house over here or this person house look like it might look a certain way and it just ain't always that and he just when he said that to me and just telling me how it all affected him i'm like dang you know and it got, got me to this question what you what what would you what how what would you say is worse um an absent parent or a toxic parent What's the absent parent? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you why. Because an absent parent just not being there at all, never. It can never be no change or no type of communication. At least with a toxic parent, you have some type of communication. You know the certain standard, what you gotta go by with this person, you know what to expect, even mm -hmm. if it's toxic. Yeah. You have some type of relationship. But I think no relationship at all yeah. is, 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 is worse, you know what I mean? And like, I appreciate, I like, people like you, like, for real, for real, you be out in the community, you reaching out to people, you touching people, you know what I mean? You communicating, you opening up people, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, like, we need people like you out here because a lot of people won't do it, you know what I mean? And it don't mean a lot to some people, you know what I mean? But I'm the type of person, I pay attention to stuff like that. And, like, even when you always post something on Facebook or whatever like that, I might not even say nothing. 
but yeah. I'm gonna read every time yeah. because I know what to expect from you. You're gonna open up, you're gonna speak your mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like the other day when you wrote about the little kid and the situation mm-hmm. happened, like the thing with your daughter at school. Crazy, yeah. Crazy situation, you know what I mean? And people would never know that. And I'm, as I'm reading, I'm just thinking like, that's why I gotta always communicate with my son. I got to be able to pick his brain and know what you know. Like you gotta pick his kids' brain and know what they think because they'll be in a dark place and you will never know. You will never know how they think. Yeah, you being a parent to them, doing this and that, the same thing every day. They going to school, but are you communicating with them? Mm-hmm. Are you opening up their mind and trying to see how they really think or do certain things? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we, a lot of people be parents. They just want to act like the parent. Just do this, do that. You mm-hmm. know. Let your kid talk to you sometime and open up you sometime and then you'll be surprised sometime. I sign with my son, my son very smart. And I have to talk to him because I know I'll be lost if I gotcha. don't. You know what I mean? I have to. I know I'll be so, I know I'll be so lost if I don't. So like my son, like really like he like changed my life big time. Cause even with me being in college, playing basketball, when I had him, it like I had to put everything mm-hmm. to the side. You know what I mean? That's I knew I like I never had a dad in my life, so whatever I got going on, my son's the first. I just like even when I first had him, I could have went to play pro. I wanted to be I stayed. I wanted to be in his life from day one. Mm-hmm. Like I always tell people the most important thing to me at that time was those the, when he months and months, I wanted to be there. I wanted that relationship with him. I wanted that bond with him. I ain't wanna be going somewhere and be making phone calls. Face to, I ain't want to deal with none of that. You know, money would have been good, yeah. But I ain't, I ain't never want my son and mother to feel like she was a single parent. I wanted to be there from day one through everything. Waking up, making bottles, two o'clock in the yeah. morning, two, two hours, yeah. here, whatever. I wanted, I wanted that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I had a sister, my sister was younger than me. She had a child while we was in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. She was about my, I remember. Yeah, yeah, you know, she had a kid in high school. And I remember, bro, I was like. I was just so young and naive when I was in high school. I used to think like I can't talk to no female that already got a kid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That just like she be beautiful. Mm-hmm. She had a kid. I was like, it's a no for me. You know what I mean? And like when my sister had a child in high school, that like changed my yeah. whole mind. Like, I can't think that way because my younger sister have a kid now. And so I'm glad I had that type of experience. And, like it changed my mind because I'm like, man, I can't even think that way. And now mm-hmm. you meet. You know, women today, whatever, got kids, uh, some of the best women, some of the strongest women, God. you know what I mean? It's just, that's just the fact, you know what I mean? I'm like, I really like needed that. So when it comes to my son, I try to be there through every every phase of his life. Like, I don't miss nothing with him. I'm there, like, through everything. Gotcha, like, bro. Even with, like, my like my uh, my second son, I had the, ble- I had the, um, I was blessed with the type of mother that they have, that I have, you know, my sons yeah. have, you know, and cause like, you can deal with certain people, you know, and having a kid can yeah. change a whole lot of things. It might be one way, but when the kid come in the picture, everything mm-hmm. changed, you know, but like I went to um, college and I had to deal with that, being away from him all that time like that. And I just tried to make it to where uh, she don't feel like, you know, she was a single parent. Just doing everything I can do to be done, and that's what I did. So now, man, my son have a great bond. The mothers, you know, great bond. We have, you know, differences where we see different things, opinions like that, though. But other than that, everything good. Love that, bro. Love that. And on that, uh, something that you said when you first was talking, so important, um, 
about talking with your kids, man. Um, one thing I'm, I was always afraid of was my kids becoming a little older, teenage years and all that. And then they be those kids that won't talk to you. Man, since my baby's been little, little, bro, you know, I'm a talker anyways. You know, I, that's just me. And I like to ask people questions and all. Even with my wife, my wife be like, you be wanting to talk. I want to know how you feel. Like, I want to I, I wanna know really where you at. Like, tell me, you know, and I get my feelings hurt a lot like that. But I be wanting to know stuff, you know, like, I be wanting to know, like, if you got hurt the feelings, just hurt the feelings. Like, just tell me the truth. Just let me know. And, um, you know, I, I be talking with my, especially my oldest daughter, you know, she nine. And, you know, I talk with her, bro, and I just, and I always tell her, don't be afraid to tell her. I don't care, you know, I, I let my baby go back and forth with me. My wife be like, man, I don't know why you be letting the girl just talk. She like to talk back. I'm like, I don't look at her that's talking back, though. No, no. Like, like I, I, sometimes she do be a little disrespectful and I have to put her in, play, in her place. But like I tell her, I don't care about you having dialogue with me. Yeah. When I ask you something, or you feel like I done said something to hurt your feelings, or I've done something, tell me that. Tell me exactly how you feel. Yeah. Now, don't be surprised when I tell you something back, yeah. or I say something back, because we gonna, I'm gonna I'm go there with you. Tell me how you feel, talk to me. And we do that, bro, we, well, we go at it. Like some dogs sometimes, you know, we don't, but I, I feel like for me, I'm learning where she at. And sometimes she say stuff. I'm like, you know what? She right, bro. She, I am tripping. You know, she'll tell me stuff like, well, daddy, you always say, you know, I, sometimes I get mad. I will say some stuff to hurt her feelings, yeah. you know, and she'll tell me that. And she's like, daddy, you just so mean. And, and you say, you always say mean stuff, and then you say you sorry. And then in that moment, I'm like, damn, yeah. I did just tell her that last yeah. week. And it's like, no, put me in my place like that. Tell me that and talk with me and let me know that I hurt your feelings. And let me know that, you know, I just said something last week and now I'm not doing it. Yeah. Tell me that. Yeah. Because now that's giving me the opportunity to grow yeah. as a parent. And I always tell my baby, daddy ain't perfect. You know, and she'll tell me that sometimes, you know, I'd be telling her, y'all ain't did this and y'all ain't do that. And you and she'll say, well, daddy, you always act like you so perfect and you do everything right. Yeah. I can't say nothing about that. Yeah. And that moment, I'll be wanting to hear that. Yeah. But, you know, it will humble me like, you right, you right. I might not say it to her, but I'm thinking about it like, damn, I'm tripping. You know, I, maybe I am being a little, you know. And it, it'll make me think like, I really ain't really mad with them. They just being kids. Yeah. I'm kind of mad about something totally different. You know, I might just be coming home from work yeah. and I'm tired. And I'm just pointing out every little small yeah. thing and I'm going yeah. in. Mm -hmm. And she'll say that in the moment, in, in the middle of everything. Daddy, you just act like you are so perfect and you yeah. don't ever do anything right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it'll like humble me, bro. And I'm like, and I be needing that. Yeah. And I think we got to give our kids the room and the opportunities to say those types of things, things yeah. without it being disrespectful. Like sometimes I be telling my wife, I say these kids ain't always wrong. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they they do know what they be talking they about. They pay attention. They listen a lot. They feel they listen a lot. They feel listen a lot. And that's like with my son. I had I went through a phase like his real earlier years. 
I just try to do everything perfect, yeah. you know, for him. <laughs> everything perfect. Like, I don't I don't want to do nothing wrong. Whatever he whatever he wanna do, that's what we're doing perfect. I don't I don't wanna tell him nothing wrong, I wanna let him talk to him, whatever. And then I had to get out that stage where when he do something bad, you know, I gotta be his dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It took me a while to get there, but I got there. You know what I mean? Once mm -hmm. I got there, I felt a lot better because I still gave him the opportunity to talk to me, you know, mm -hmm. about how he feel, if he feel what I'm doing wrong, he quick to tell me, oh dad, you wrong. You you don't do this, but I have to do this. You know, I have to explain to him, to communicate. Right. So just to let him know I'm just not being that hard on you, you know, mm -hmm. open up to me, talk to me, let me know how you feel. So, yeah, that, that's that's one of those things. Parents, if you listen, I'm telling you, because even like that, that that Facebook post I made the other day, man, that girl probably ain't never told her parents that. They probably don't know she be at school crying to herself. And good thing I always tell my babies, you know, like they see me everywhere we go, I know somebody, and I'm talking with people. And they say, Daddy, you always talking with people. And I'm yeah. like, that's how you're supposed to be. You're yeah. supposed to meet them. They'll be like, well, you aren't seeing your friends. I'm like, that wasn't even my friend. I just met that person. Yeah. We in the get in the in the grocery store and I see somebody and they might say something, I like your shoe, whatever. And I start a whole conversation. And I'm like, that's what you call being friendly. Yeah. You meet people, yeah. you know, you, you you talk with people and you treat people with respect. And if you see things like we out in the community, they know when they see me going into the community and all that, they see all of these interactions that I have with people and I tell them, this is how you treat people. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to, if you see somebody down and you know they crying and they got something going on, it's all right to ask people a question. If they are, all right, are you okay? You know, if we can, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm here to, if you need somebody to talk to. Yeah. And so, you know, I know my two youngest babies, they don't understand that yet, but my oldest daughter, she, she, she sees that and she understands it. And so she had enough you know, wherewithal to say within herself, man, this girl be always crying at school. Yeah. I think I should go over there and ask her if she's all right. And, you know, she probably ain't know what to do with all that. You know, the girl told her and, you know, she came home and she told me. And me and her had a conversation about that. And, uh, but I was glad that she, she has something in her to say, you know what, let me at least go check on the person. Yeah. Yeah. She might not know what to do with it, but at least you know enough to say it. Let me go say something. It's important. So, um, well, you know, hit on so many of my questions already without me even having to ask them. So that's a great thing, man. But uh, what was your first reaction, man, when you found out you was about to become a dad? Like, what was that first thing that ran through your mind when you heard them words, you about to be a daddy or I'm pregnant? <clears throat> What was that like? To me, I was in school at the time, but I was like, it was, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want in a better time than me being in school at the time because it even motivated me more to do what I had going on. Mm -hmm. I was able to practice harder. I was All able right. to lock in. Yeah. When I stepped on the court, you know, I had, you know, something to play for. All right. I'm like, when I got that news, it was like, this is what I want. This is what I'm ready for. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like, a lot of people be caught off, caught off surprise. I wasn't really caught off surprise like that. It was kind of like something that I was expecting and something that I was ready for. Cause like even like with my younger sister, like I said, when she had her child, I was right in the moment with her. You know what I mean? I was there and my nephew, I'm keeping him. So I was already experienced. I was daddy ready yeah. to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like females that had a kid from me is a blessing because 
I mean, everything they can do, I can do. Not mm-hmm. just as like a mother, but just as right. taking care of a child. I can do everything. I, I was I was already ready. I'm gonna go like, you know, not you know, to talk bad about another dad or whatever like that. Just some people just not ready, even mothers, some people mm-hmm. just not ready for that moment. It's, it's very hard, you know what I mean? Having a newborn, dealing with sleep time and all that stuff. It's <laughs> tough, dude. It's tough, man. Those are some of the tough times. That, that goes back to when I told you I didn't go overseas right then because I knew how those moments were. You know what I mean? Like, to a dad out there, man, if those are the most important time you don't want to miss in a child's life, man. The mother, awesome. the mother goes through so much at that time. It's so hard at that time. And I knew that. I wasn't going to miss that for nothing, though. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I wasn't going to miss that for nothing. That's real. Yeah. But, like, the first five years, they say the first five years of a child's life is the most important. And it's like, and I couldn't agree more, bro. You know, like, you think about all the stuff, like you're talking about that newborn stage, you know, when the baby's little like that and you get that, um, they call it uh, skin to skin. Um, I think that's what they call it, the skin to skin contact. Yeah. Bro, I used to love that. Like, I'm, my son, my daughter, I'm, I, I want to live at night, you know, after I feed them and lay them, lay them on my chest, yeah. you know, and get that. That contact like that, bro, just you that's how you build those bonds. You know, a lot of times you see kids love their mom so much because the mom is putting that time mm-hmm. really yeah. nourish that child. Yeah. But you see a lot, I think a lot of times when you see kids loving them daddies like that, yeah. they done been there. I be knowing like, oh yeah, boy, he he, he was done. You already know. He he, he was there. You already know. And it's like that type of stuff, like that and then you know those spur that one year old that two year old stage where you really helping them to understand you know this is a no no you don't do this you know you and you you know even reading to them at them ages you know I'm reading to my baby when she was five six months old you know just reading she don't understand nothing but I'm reading I ain't do it with my last two I did it a lot with my first child and I see the fruit of that. Man, that girl was reading at three years old. Yeah. You know, and right now she's like, that's all she do is read. You know, and so it's like all of that stuff is so important in the in those younger years. You know, them first five years, everything before they get in school, the early the uh, early education. And another thing, man, you speaking about those first five years, those years is amazing, bro. Like, I'm gonna tell you how, like, because. You see a child and you look at them when they first come out that womb, and you don't know, you don't know what to expect, how they gonna grow up mm-hmm. through them stages, and you being able to watch a child from zero years old to five growing up, is amazing, man. From when they first start walking, when they first start talking, when you can, when they give you the, when they show you what they like and what they don't like, all mm-hmm. that stuff is brand new. You know what I mean? I used to think to myself like. My mom had eight kids or how these people keep having these how these people keep having these kids and stuff like that like it's hard having one kid i used to think to myself like how <laughs> but then when you watch a kid grow up every kid is new it's amazing right. every time every time you see a kid grow up like it's amazing man. Everyone, is different. everyone is different man it's a whole different experience and i'm like when i learned that i realized why you know what i mean that's that's an amazing thing, man. That's, that's, that's an amazing thing to see, man. That's real. I love it. But hey man, for all my for, for all my uh my daddies out there going through that, going through that uh that newborn stage, you know, uh maybe the last six months, 
So man, I've been having some real baby fever. And uh, I don't want to have no more kids of my own. But if you got a baby out there, man, y'all need some time off, man, you know, I don't mind watching a little baby, man. Babies make me so happy, bro. They, like, I be telling my wife, I'm like, bro, them babies, I don't know what it is about them, bro. They just, they bring me joy. You know, because I look at them, I'm like, bro, they ain't got a care in the world, bro. They just, the most pure things that you will ever see, you know, like, they just, they pure. And when I'm around a little baby, bro, I'm just like, while I be in the grocery store, I see a little baby, and I'm like, oh, Lord, that was a baby. You know, and I just be, I see them smile, I hit them little noises, and it just do something to me because I'm like, damn, bro, like I remember them days, you know, when everything be going crazy in life, and I come home, and I got this little baby there, bro. And it's like, they calm my soul. It's like, at the end of the day, bro, this baby here, this baby looking at me, and it's like, like, they taught me so, my babies taught me so much about my relationship with God, bro. Because it's like, bro, this child, this human, this thing literally depends on you for everything. everything, everything to eat, to, to move around, to, for whatever they need, they look to you yeah. and they call on you, bro. And they, everything about their life is like, it's in your hands. you, it's in your hands, bro. Everything. And I'm like, like it really taught me so much about like my dependence on like I can't I can't depend on like I can't depend on nothing else but God, bro. Like I like it teach me patience. You know, teach me, you know, still today, you know, about being patient and being understanding. And I'm just like, man, bro, babies are like the best thing in the world. Like I just love little babies. Like them first that first year, bro, it's just it's, it, ain't, it ain't nothing like it in the world. And so I ask you this question. What has um, fatherhood taught you up until? How long, how old is your oldest? Eight. So in these eight years you've been in the game, what's been the thing that like one of the most important things you've learned about yourself through fatherhood? Most? That's a tough question. I say that <clears throat> just being just just being that role model and leader to them, mm -hmm. like at all times. Because me, I'm a very I'm like real nonchalant. I I don't talk much. I don't I don't club. I don't do none of that. So I'm not. It's like it's certain. It's only a couple of people in my life that gonna see me having exciting moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see me just out being happy because that's something that I don't do. Not that I'm not happy, but it just, I don't, people don't see me being that person much. You know what I mean? And like <clears throat> my son, he's one of them because I realized I have to match his energy. I can't let my personality just stay the same. I have to match him. Mm -hmm. He into a lot of different stuff. He into TikTok and all this stuff. And yeah. I know from him being happy, I <laughs> yeah. have to match this stuff. I have to change my personality for him, you know? Yeah. And that was a big thing with me because I, I'm very, like, I'm real chill, real nice and nice. So I'm like, man, I be like that with everybody, with mostly everybody, dog. And it's like, when my son came in this world, it's like, I changed for him, mm -hmm. you know? Because he changed my life for the better. So, you know, I put a lot of stuff to the side for him. Like, whatever, you know, whatever's good for him, that's, that's what I'm doing. I, don't, I let him make a decision. I don't force him to do nothing. Like, 
You want to play basketball at the time. I let him. He didn't want to play. He want to play football at the time. Then let him. I let him make his own decisions. You know what I mean? It's like because he he's smart, so I just let him think. You know, like it's like I take my son out places, and I'm just like, let's say I'm talking to you, and my son over here talking to somebody. They come back to me and be like, man, like I done had so many people on done told me like your son's special. They can only talk to him for a couple of minutes, and they just know. It's like when I first took him out to play football. I ain't even, I ain't take him out there just for football. I took him out there because I wanted him to know and feel that brotherhood is, mm-hmm. when you playing sports on the team, it's different. Mm-hmm. I want him to have that feeling, you know what I mean? I don't kind of play sports all my life, and I know you had that brotherhood growing up with players, I know that's different, you know what I mean? I want him to have that. And I remember going out into the field, I'm just sitting there, just letting him watch. I ain't saying nothing to him, I'm just, he hated it. I can look yeah. at his face. He don't even be out there. He don't want to fuck with nothing. Nothing about him. He don't want to be out there. And uh, D40 walk up to us, and I'm just talking to somebody, one of the ladies who's doing the registration stuff. And D40 on the side talking talking to him. Just let him talk. D40 came up to me a couple minutes later. They're like, B, you got you one. A lot of times when you're in a sports setting, and somebody tell you you got you one, they think it's athletics. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They think about sports, and they say you got you one. When he said that, my son ain't played sports yet. So I knew he wasn't talking about that. And I just know he talking about what everybody else always say. His intelligence, how smart he is, that he feel like you're talking to an adult. When he, when he walked up to me, like, dude, you got you, he's special. i like, bro, I already know what you're talking about. I know you ain't even talking about those sports, you know what I mean? I know you're gonna talk to him in a couple minutes, and he that, that's just, that just who he is, you know what I mean? And everybody that talk to him, they just, they just get that feeling from him, that's how it is, you know? I'm blessed, I'm blessed to have him like a son, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's real. I appreciate that. Shout out to the little man, for real, for real. Man, so, so what he's what? So he, if he, he third grade. Yeah, but he, he's up, he up, he skipped the grade. Okay, they so skipped, he, okay. They skipped the grade. Yeah. Yeah. Like, last, his third grade year, it was the first week of school, bro. And they like, he, the teacher writing stuff on the board and he already, Telling her everything that she's doing. And I was like, okay. He like really like messing up the class. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, okay, you go yeah. test him. And so they ever since then they yeah. skipped, they skipped him upper grade. And he's still an A B on the student. Been that all his life. And he been an upper grade. Yeah. And like I thought it was gonna be a little hard for him going up. And he he was straight A's, he might make a one B. Straight mm. A A B student, man. Mm. And see, and I be loving that about our kids. Like I always tell my uh tell my babies, you know, I get on their behinds about a lot of stuff they be doing, but I'm like, I gotta always remember like, man, my babies ain't nothing like what I was in school. Yeah, exactly. And I and I, it's like as much as they trip and stuff at home and they be doing this and that. When I see my babies in school, bro, ain't no problem. No, yeah. Like I ain't never had a Problem ain't never had a teacher telling, and I'm like, and I got to give them, and I got to let them know verbally, like yeah. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah, y'all acknowledge it, like because I like I don't like I gave my mama hell, bro. Yeah. Way elementary yeah. school, bro. third grade, second grade, what, what, yeah. first grade, kindergarten, all that, bro, all throughout my whole time. Me too. Like just giving my mama problems. She at work in the school calling, and I'm like. I used to be tripping, bro. And I'm like, I just couldn't imagine right now being a parent yeah, yeah, 
yeah. and having the teacher call my phone? All the time. Yeah. What? Well, I'm finna snap when I get home. And I'm like, I don't even know what that's like. You know, and I and I I had to tell my baby a couple weeks ago, I'm like, man, I'm so proud of y'all, you know, because like I don't even know what that's would even feel like, you know. And I'm just thankful that they do that, you know, when they go out place, I never have to worry about my baby, you know, and just to know that we have kids like that, that's the craziest thing. I'm like, bro, we was real deal on one. I tell my son a lot of times, like, I get on him when he wrong, you know what I mean? I'm gonna let him know. But everything he do that's got to him, like, you was a far better student than I ever was. Everything he do great, making A, B on the road, awards he get, I acknowledge him. Like, you gotta let kids know, like, gotcha. what's great, you know? It motivate them to, like, you, you let a kid know this is great, this the standard. They gonna hell up to that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They gonna want more of that. So you just have to keep letting them know this great is the standard. Like I let my son know this is great. Mm -hmm. I was never there. That was mm -hmm. that was never me. You know what I mean? That's I true. let him know. Oh, you you gotta be this time. How you gonna get straight A's? I ask him how. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then he explains to me how he gonna do it, and he mm -hmm. do it. You know All what right. I mean? So oh, man, well I love these babies. You hear me? I love them. I love them. One thing I always tell myself also, like, I think, I say we got to do that because I think at times as parents, some parents will, every time your kids do something wrong, you want them, you want them, you want them, you tell them that they wrong, you tell them all this stuff, but like, it's like, when they do something right, we quiet about yeah, it. Yeah, you kind of like, you know, it's about it, like, you good job, whatever. No, you got to praise them the same way. Go I mean, in. Go in on them. Same like way. Saying when they wrong, we go in. Yeah. But we ain't holding that back. But when they do right, it's like, ah, that's good. You know, we give them a little hand yeah. And that's it. But like, no, like really, you know, go in, you know, put on for them too. You know, because I thought about the other week. I'm like, man, at times with my babies, when I come home from work or something, and they have stuff all over the house. I go in, bro, I snap. And, and, and I be trying not to. That's one of my biggest problems. I, I snap on my kids a little too much. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm really trying to really deal with that. And, um, but I be thinking like, it be times, you know, they be wanting something from me. And that's when I be knowing. But, I, but still, it still stands that they do what they're supposed to do. I come home with something and they'll have the whole house spotless, bro. It's smart. And then they, I'd be like, what y'all want, bro? You know, but I don't know, but just say, you know what? Dang, baby, you know, like, appreciate y'all, you know, and they, you know, I, I will if they, whatever, if they be wanting to play with the phones, and I don't really play the whole electronic thing like that with them, you know, phones and tablets and computers and TV, I don't be on that like that. I try to keep that stuff to a minimum. Um, but they be wanting to do that at times. They'll keep the house clean, real, have real clean. I get home, Daddy, can we play with electronics? The house clean, and I let them play with it. But I don't praise them enough in those moments right there. But I, like I say, but I snap. If I come home in the house, yeah. look crazy. I'm gonna snap, bro. Like almost every time. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm really trying to get better with uh, really praising them, putting on, you know. The same way I be when I'm mad with them about something, I really want to put on for them and let them know verbally and praise them 
for doing the good things at the house. You know, and, and at times I be feeling like I shouldn't do it. Like, you know, because my daughter done told me that before too. She'll say, but daddy, you know, the reason why I don't ever like to clean up a lot of times, because when we do that, you don't say anything. You don't, you don't say anything. You don't even, you're not even happy about it. I mean, like, no, I am happy. They'll be sitting there waiting for a response to see how you gonna act. They smart, they know Man. they to see. And she'll tell me straight up, and then I'll be like, you know, I'll be mad when she say stuff like that. I'll be like, you supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, and rightfully so, you should, you are supposed to do that, but I should be also praising you for that because you doing what you know I what I expect out of you exactly. and I should be doing that and, and I get mad at you when I when you don't do what's expected. Yeah. So it's like I really be dealing with myself on that like damn my baby right bro like I'm tripping. You gotta play in both ways. Bro. That's real. That's real. So man what would you say in your eight years man being a father what would you say is like one of the one of the things that you want to get better at as a parent, like one of those areas where you can where you can uh, use some improvement. That's a good thing, man. That's a that's all. I mean, we can never engage, you know, too much. You know, that's always that's always always would be something that we could, you know. I don't think it'll ever hurt yeah. to just engage, engage. Yeah. But I find know. myself like <clears throat> with my son. He's, He's different, bro. He like he's really different. And it's like a lot of kids, like my son, he's really big with electronics without like you. You try to hold that back a little bit. And I try to hold it back on him. But he's so engaged to it and he's so smart with it. He use it for good things. Mm -hmm. And it's like even for Christmas, for birthday, like I don't have to spend a lot of money on my son. Let me tell you what type of stuff he like. <laughs> he like yeah. books. Yeah. He like Phones. He like printers and stuff to set up stuff for like he's a teacher yeah. and stuff like that, bro. Like, I come <laughs> it's weird. Boy. He put me in tough situations because I'm yeah. like, bro, it's Christmas. It's your birthday, <laughs> you know? I get like, because he already like have a PS5 and all that stuff, stuff that he don't really, really care about. But I just got it anyway. But he won't like, I got to, I say, I got to match his energy. I got to be able to gauge to what he want to do to let him know I'm a fan of you. You know what sure I mean? Enough. Whatever you doing, I'm a fan of. I gotta let him know that. And I gotta be able to gauge more and let him know whatever you doing, I'm on your team. And mm -hmm. so when he into all that stuff, he, he buy stuff, bro, like to what he wanna set up a class in. Like he have yeah. all the stuff teachers have. <laughs> like he really yeah. got like he really made the account or email, bro, to get the books and stuff what the real teachers have. Like yeah. I'm like, bro, like come on, like you can't be doing that. <laughs> And it's like, bro, it's like cool. I try to hold him back, but at the same time, I got to kind of like, you know, ride with him, engage with him, even though it's weird to me. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, bro, like, he different, man. It's crazy. That's real. It's crazy. That's real. I love what you said about, you know, how you can come to your house and all that. How has the, um, I know this ain't something that I deal with, but I know it's something a lot of other guys deal with. You know, the co-parenting. Yeah. Um, How's that relationship, you know, being able to co-parent with your uh, with your son's mom and all that? See me, I grew up with my brothers and my sisters where they co-parent situation was never good, always clashed, you know what I mean? And so when I found out I was having a son, I told my mom, I told her mom, it don't matter what me and her ever, if this don't last or what we don't, whatever, you know, not right, 
I'm gonna always be there for my son regardless. And my thing I always had locked in my head was, if I don't make nothing bad between me and her, the co-parent her work mm-hmm. even better, you know? So like, I make things easy for my son's mother, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Easy, you know? They great mothers themselves, but I make it easy because it's like, I got to a point to where like, okay, she say this, it's cool, I'm gonna let it go. I ain't even go back and forth with you. I'm just locked in on being a father to my son. If you don't like this, that's cool, okay? That's whatever. I went into that engaging back and forth. You like something, I don't like something. I got to the point where you can have it all however you want it. Yeah. Just let me be a father to my son, however I want to be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, but I got out of that, you know what I mean? Because I had to realize, I had to open up and let a person know like how you feel too, you know what I mean? Because if not, they'll try to make every decision, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I ain't really had no bad, no situation with co-parenting like that. Like we have certain opinions, but it'd be little stuff. Yeah, little stuff that you respect. That's, that's, that's normal. That's normal. You don't think so. <laughs> ain't never been nothing crazy. So that's why me and my son, his mother, you know, everything, you know, good. Co-parenting has been good. I love that. You gotta be, you have, you gotta have that mind and that respect. You gotta be locked in like that and let, let your brain know at the end of the day, this is about the child. It's not about you two. You gotta be able to throw whatever y'all had out the window. It's, it's not there no more. You gotta be able to move on from that. Cause a lot of people don't be able to move on from that. I even told myself, like, like my son's mother, I told her, when we broke up, I told her, we break up today. You wanna end this relationship? You wanna end this relationship today? That's it. I'm not gonna be with the back and forth or whatever, like, whatever you think gonna happen because the co-parent not gonna be good. That we gotta seen it so many times through mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters. So I told her, if we do this today, that's it. You know what yeah. I mean? And ever since then, that day, I never flirted with my son, but I never messed with her like that. I never said nothing in a way to get her brain working mm-hmm. how it's supposed to. Because if you do that, mm-hmm. you mess up everything. It causes a lot of confusion. And I, I, I pat myself on the back because today, I know I did great by doing that. That's real. Yeah, great well, that's real that. respect, though, boy. That, like I said, that's something that I don't, I ain't never. I ain't never had to deal with it. And I be thinking, you know, it's funny we brought it up last night. Me and my wife just said we were talking. And um, we had brought something up about that. And I was like, man, listen, boy, we don't, we don't make it now. I'm going to. I said, man, listen, well, I don't know about another nigga talking with you. Yeah. I don't know about that, yeah. man. I said, he wasn't in the gym shoot with you. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and we laughed about it, but I'm like, boy, listen, boy. And, and, and I think that, like, I'm talking to one of my other young boys, man, and he was t- telling me some situations just like that. And he was just, like, I was telling him, I'm like, Brad, you get so much respect for that, bro, because I know that's, you know, a lot of men deal with that, and that's a hard thing. And so for you to be able to do that and have everything kosher, Man, nothing but respect for that, boy. For real. Um, I want to ask you about this. This is something that I be noticing a lot. So, like, say I'm at, I'm at basketball games a lot. I like to go to high, high school basketball games. It be something that be really bothering me. At times, you know, I see players on the court or whatever, and their parents be in the stands, almost coaching from the stands, bro, and I feel like that's something that really bothers a child. 
<clears throat> like, I was at a game, I think, like, last month. At, uh, I was watching Santa Fe play some team from Atlanta. And um, one of the kids on the Atlanta team was, his, I was sitting next to his dad, and he was just screaming all this stuff out at his son. And his son just looked so confused on the court because he got the coach over here yelling thing, something, his daddy over here yelling something, he got the game going on, it's a close game. And I'm like, I can only imagine like what's going through this kid's mind. And at one point they called a timeout, he had just made a mistake. The coach called a timeout. And he looked back at his dad and he do this. And I'm like, damn, he probably really is bothered. Like, dang, like, pop, let me play, bro. And you know, his daddy over here going off, going off, going off. And I'm just like, you know, I ain't saying too much. I'm just kind of looking. And I be always telling myself, bro, if my kids ever play sports, bro, like I don't, I just don't want to be that parent. Like I just, I'm gonna let the coach do his thing because I don't want to be one of those parents just like, I ain't, bro, I ain't here, bro. Do you, if I'm gonna talk to you, I'm gonna talk to you after the game. Like, I don't want to be any type of, uh, I don't want to be a distraction. Distraction or disturbance of the game. And I'm like, you brought that up. Like I see a lot of sports here. Like you say, you go to the game, even with little league sports, you know what I mean? The parents, they gonna always do that. It, it, it's, it's never failed. You, you never really gonna go to a game when it's not happening nowadays, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, to me, I hate it because a coach, you gotta, you gotta let your child be coach. Mm -hmm. You can coach your child at home, away from like, even like with me, like, even when my son play, I'll be on the sideline, but I, I never say nothing while the game going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, pull my son to the side and say something yeah. so he can see on the field, but that's it. You will never ever hear me, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that's like, parents don't want to yell stuff out, like, and then you going back, you just killing the game. You mm -hmm. kid, you let the kids see this stuff going back and forth, that's not good. And like you said, the kids look confused. But they don't listen to their parent or listen to the coach. You know what I mean? Like, you got to, as a parent, you got to let your child, you sign your child up to be coached. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If you want to coach, go coach. Go, coach. go coach. You know what I mean? You might not like the coach. He might not be a good coach. But at the end of the day, you sign your kid up to coach or play for this team. Mm -hmm. So allow the kid to be coached. You can easily you can walk down there. You can say little stuff or whatever like that to your mm -hmm. son face to face. You don't have to say that for everybody else to hear. I hate that, bro. Like, you could easily... Talk to your son at home. You can watch. You can record. You can watch film. All that done. You can show your kids film. You got to talk during the game. Like let the coaches coach. It already be enough coaches out there anyway. All right. Like, real. They don't need you doing that type of stuff. I hate that sports now, man. I hate man. That. And it, it was. And I thought like that for a long time. And one day I was watching an interview with Shaq. I forgot where he was at on what um, platform, but. Uh, somebody had asked Shaq about that, and he was like, Bro, "I don't talk to my kids during no game." Yeah, he no, said, I, 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 don't, "I don't, I keep my mouth shut." Yeah. He was like, "If I got something to say to my son, I'm gonna tell him after the game." Okay. He was like, "During the game, I do not like you would never catch me talking to my son yeah. during one of his games." Yeah. He was like, "I just, I don't do that," and I, it was just confirmation for me because I always thought that, you know, I used to be going to games, and like I said, I. I always pay attention to stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, this kid looks so yeah, confused. I be hating, I be hating. Look at the kids, they face, man, because I just know. 
the feeling. I know how they feeling inside of what they thinking because it's a tough situation to be in for a kid. Mm-hmm. You got your coach telling you to do this. You got your, your, your father or your mom yelling this and that. It's just tough, man. I don't even know why parents put their kids in those situations. Let your kid go out there and let the coaches coach. That's it. We can end up, man. That's it. That's real. Man, and I say that for you. Any parents out there, you got kids playing sports, please don't do that, man. You know, like, and I don't know if anybody else ever noticed that type of stuff, but like I said, I just think it's a, you putting the coach in a bad position, you putting your, your, uh, your child in a bad position. Just let them do what they do, you know, and if you don't like it, like bro said, you go be the coach. You know, you go do what you do, but outside of that, you know, like if you ain't no coach or nothing like that, just let them do what they do. You know, it's plenty of opportunities before and after the game to talk with your child. But for that time while they're out there on the field or the court or whatever, let them do what they do. Because I believe, like, and I know it, like, the kid that I watched a couple weeks ago, like, I felt like he was so, and he was like the best player on the other team, he was tall. And every time he made a mistake, his daddy just, man, come on, bro, what you doing, man? You got to beat pass, you got to rebound. Be strong, man, hold that ball, pass, dude. I'm like, dang, bro, you killing the man game. And it's like every time he make a mistake, he looking over there at you. Coach throwing his hands up, coach telling you this, and he just looks so just, and they end up losing the game. And I'm like, I can only imagine the conversation he's gonna have with his daddy going home. Now he going Daddy finna be down your throat, just going in on you and now I'm like, he probably just be feeling like, damn, bro, like I just I don't do nothing right, I guess. You know, and it's like you can say, oh, I'm making my child tough. But like, I, I just don't see that. When they like, when they get older, it won't affect them much. Or I don't know if you ever played in the game in like a hostile environment, but like even on a high school level or college level, whatever. It get to the point you be locked in the game, yeah. you don't even hear yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. just like when y'all was at the ball and life game. Like yeah. A lot of people tell me, if you pay saying this, I can hear yeah. people saying this. I can hear them, but I really don't hear yeah. them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you be close to them. Yeah. You just be so locked in on what you're doing. You hear people talking, you hear people saying that, but during the game, it's like, yeah. if you locked in, you ain't gonna really hear it like that. But that's once you're older. Yeah. You know? But now, at that age, what we talk about, it, it affects them a lot. Right that's now. real. Boy, that one video I had of you, boy, I put the thing on IG. I think that thing went up. It went up about 35, 40,000. Everybody looking at that thing. I'm like, yeah, I got to put on for my dog. People need to see this here. They need to see this here, man. But um, going forward, what's one thing that you... What's something like, what do you want your legacy to be as a, as a dad? Like when you pass, everything is done. Like what do you want your legacy to be with your kids? Well, my kids, I always tell people like, even with my kids or with other people, but just to keep it specific as a father, I just wanted my, my kids to know I was just somebody that I can look up to. And they always knew that I'd be there for them, no matter if they was one or 50. You know what I mean? They knew they had a dad that he would beat up for me. I was comfortable talking to them, talking to him or whatever like that. They can give them experiences that they always remember. And I just use that as a life lesson 
in general to even people besides my son. I live a life, bro, bro, like nothing material-wise, nothing that doesn't matter or never matter to me because you can never take it with you when you're gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I always want to be, when I leave this world, I want to be remembered as patient with somebody that, you know, I had this certain memory with and he was always a respectful, a respectful person, whatever like that. And he was somebody that just was just humble, you know? Straight like, there's certain things in life that you just can't buy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like certain things that some people bring to the table, a lot of people don't got. And so I always tell people, like, when I leave this world, I just want to be left as he was a good person. I don't want to leave this world with no bad blood with nobody, you know, like, if somebody came to my front people that's going to be there, it ain't going to be about what you done did or what you done had. Mm-hmm. It going to be about what type of effect this person had on me and what type of person this person was, you know what I mean? It don't matter what I did. I always want to be left known as how did I have impression on this person? Mm-hmm. You know, what was my situation or relationship with this person that was good that they can remember me? Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I always keep that life lesson with me. That's what it's about, bro. That's real. I love that. Man, if you could sit down like me and you doing right now, you know, and um, knowing everything you know right now, and sit down with the 18-year-old version of B-Pace, and if you could just give that man one piece of advice going forward, what would you say to him? I'll just, I'll basically just say, be yourself. Let me tell you, me tell you why that, that little comment means a lot to me, bro. Because, like, everybody knew, everybody knew Dante. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people had certain ties to him because he was just like that with a lot of people, you know? And, like, I remember, bro, when I was little, when the MLK first opened, Dante Big Brother used to bring him up to the gym to play me one-on-one all the time. And I beat him bad. He cry and everything. Be young. <laughs> yeah. I beat him bad. He cry. He cry all the yeah. time. And I didn't know Dante at the time. His brother, I think, I think he was in the NFL at the time when he visited. He just come up to the cave and we played and I just beat him all the time. He cried, whatever. And so forward to when I get to the ninth grade, I hadn't seen Dante since he was like at that little elementary stage or whatever, yeah. early middle school until I got to GHS. And end up on GHS campus. I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, yeah, he approached me. He's like, yeah, he used to beat me. So my buddy's always having me play you one on one. I'm at GHS, yeah. we at GHS at the same time. He done got kicked out of PK Young mm-hmm. first week of school. And so, me and Dante get back close. You know what I mean? I stayed right down the street from GHS. He used to come to my house, everything, you know, we, we kick it or whatever like that. And like, I think he was one of the people that was at my house. But when that when that situation happened, when when me and my sister were taken away from my mom, a couple mm-hmm. of players that I played ball with AU, and I think that Dante used to come there at my house all the time too, was there when that happened, bro. Damn. And to this day, they never know because the way it happened. Like the people they didn't they, when they came, it was after school, right after school. They didn't make it so noticed, but like, okay y'all, they brought us in the house, like, you know, we don't need to take y'all such and such away from me. my mom like like, what's going on? And, like, I'm there with my friends. Like, Dante and I think it was Miles Walcott. You know, yeah. we, we, people that I play ball with. So, like, we, like, out there, like, outside. So, we had to 
they tickets we had to go there. I just told my friends stuff like y'all gotta call y'all parents, like pick y'all up. And I'm like, when I say just be yourself, he was one of those people that like really gave me that mindset of like no matter what you got going on in life or what people think about you, like he was one of those people that he was gonna be himself regardless. He, he didn't fake nothing. He don't he didn't care about the little star status he had or with basketball or nothing like that. But I, I always respect him as a person because it don't matter what he had going on, bro. Like he was he was gonna be himself regardless, bro. And I like just watching him grow like that. And he used to always tell me, like, bro, <clears throat> me and him got in, me and him got into like a, a big fight at the Cayman time. Playing one on one. This is gonna be a high school. We older yeah. now. You know, this, he at that stage, yeah. he Dante, yeah. you know, he at that stage now. And like, we at the K, and we playing one-on-one, and he talking about he the best in the nation. I'm like, bro, you ain't shit, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm beating him, we playing one-on-one. <laughs> and I, t- I think he, he was like national rank, and I'm telling him, I, th- I forgot what class, I, I, I think it was like D-Rose, somebody in his class, yeah. I'm telling him better than him. And he hot, you know I mean? I know I got him, you know, I, I got him, he mad. And so it gets to a point to where, we started talking fighting words. Like, we're going to drop the basketball and all. And so I didn't think, like, I know he's cool and I know he was a hot head. I already know this. But I didn't think he just going to fall off and hit me like this. So I'm like, bro, like, you, you, I'm like, bro, you soft, bro. I'm calling him soft, whatever. And I, like, toss the ball over there. Like, I'm just standing there, guard my hands down, guard down, everything down. Because I, I know I know the type of person he is at this point, but yeah. I kind of like think, like, he ain't going to hit me pace like that. Bro, he fired off on me, but he hit me. It, it sounded so loud. It was like an open-handed fist, like he hit me on the side of the face. It sounded so loud, you would have thought my shit was split. Yeah. But it was the softest hit ever. <laughs> and I think it's like me, him. I think it's Zay Ross. Yeah. I think it was um Trey Armstrong. I yeah. think all of us, I think he was all in the gym that night, bro. And like he hit me, I scoop him, I sit in his chest, I hear him bleeding out the nose, not the mouth, and I'm just sitting on his chest talking to him. And like I think Glenn Jackson, whatever, whoever was, ran out the gym. Like y'all get up, or we gonna get kicked out. Call the police, whatever, like that. They call the police. They kick us out the uh, gym, or whatever. It was night too. We wasn't even a lot of people in there, just like us, uh, like Zay Ross, like Trey Ross. We wasn't even that many people there. Yeah. And so, bro, this this was crazy. That's why I love this dude, bro. And like, we just had this fight that night. Yeah. I get to school the next morning. We both go to GHS. Remember I told you he was coming to my house and stuff at this time. Yeah. I get to school the next day. Me being me and where I grew up at, you know I still got it in my head, like mm-hmm. like what we just did. Like it's like I still kinda got like, that anger in me, like yeah. I know what just happened, you know what I mean? Bro, he walk up to me, like, what's up, you paying such like nothing <laughs> never happened. And for him to like yeah. bro, that just him. And like well he helped me through life a lot, bro, just by like, if you can take that situation that happened that night and then you come back the next day and you just act like nothing happened, you just yeah. being Dante all over again, bro, I can want to respect that. I couldn't yeah. even be mad at this dude, bro. And a lot of people listen to this, they have those type of stories because mm-hmm. that's, that's who you were, you know what I mean? It was like that always, bro. Like, that just, when he, when he left, bro, that's just one thing I kept with me, bro. He was mm-hmm. always himself. And so that's why I live, I've been living life like that. I just be myself, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fake for nobody or nothing. People tell you when they deal with me, my people that's close to me, I don't really let people into my life like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't let people know too much about me, how I move or nothing like that. But people that deal with me, the people that deal with me, they know. Mm-hmm. When they mess with me, they mess with a real. Always. They know that's that. Real. 
Man, I love that, bro. I ain't got nothing but respect for you, bro. <clears throat> you know, and I ain't never really know you like that. You know, like I say, I just always see you around. You know, I see you at the court or whatever. I see you, and it was just always just, oh, shoot, that's be bass right there. You know, and me, you know, I ain't never balled like that. You know, I balled in the hood or whatever, but outside of that, it's like, I just always been a spectator and I always respected real hoopers, you know, like I, Honestly, well, I used to want to be a, 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 a I used to want to be a recruiter. Yeah. Cause I used to always feel like, well, I know some talent when I see it. Yeah. I know a hooper when I see one. You know, that's why I like to go to these high school games, and I, mm -hmm. you know, I I never forget going to see Trey when he was in eleventh grade. Went out to the villages to go see him, cause I had, did a basketball tournament. Uh, I put on a basketball community tournament behind VG one day. Yeah. And uh. I went through hood, him, little KJ, a lot of them boys came out there or whatever. It was like a little three on three tournament. And um at that time them boys was probably sixth grade. Yeah. Lil Nas was out there, his dad came and I met his dad and all that that day. I was like, damn, legit bro. I like that shit. Him and KJ, them niggas were going at it. And um I remember when he got older, you know, I on e uh, IG one day and I saw him and seen him jump over somebody. I'm just watching the video. I'm like, yeah. they ain't say Trey Man. I'm like, <laughs> I got a Trey Man in my phone because I had his daddy number saved on the Trey Man. Yeah. And I was like, can't be the yeah, chick. I'm like, yeah. ain't, ain't no way. Ain't not that man. Yeah. But he looked familiar. I'm like, yeah. so I went back to the picture because we had all took a picture that day after the tournament or whatever. I was like, man, yeah. that looked like the chick. Yeah. So I go to his daddy page on Facebook. Yeah. I'm like, Bro, that's the jit. So I oh, called my little brother. I'm like, bro, this one jit. I was like, you ever heard of Trey Man? He was like, I never heard his name. I sent him some of his stuff. I'm like, bro, this jit came to a tournament. Yeah, that's crazy. What up? Just like that. Bro. I said, I'm gonna go check him out. I drove way to Old Cal one day. Yeah, real deal. Go see you, bro. Listen, he's <laughs> the 11th grade. Yeah, man, the way I seen just watching him. Yeah. I'm like, he dipping in everybody else. And he wasn't even like taking over the game. Yeah, it was just, just quiet not, third. Yeah, you can just know he just that skill, just quiet, just nice. You know? Man, I say, bro, listen, that jit done, yeah. he he at least be one. Yeah. I'm like, there ain't no way. Like, the way to see his, how he played, I'm like, he just, yeah. he dipping in everybody else on the court. And then he was playing with Byron. Byron was his mm -hmm. point guard that year. Byron fouled out right before they went to overtime. Overtime come. He looked at the bench, kind of did that. Yeah. Dude sitting next to me, he said, boy, you seen that shit? Whatever for the goal. Yeah. Man, listen, boy, he, the way he took over that old time was like, oh, yeah, yeah he's crazy. He really him, bro. Like, he he really him. Like, I ain't, I ain't seen a jit like this around him before. Like, I ain't never seen that. And just watching him that time, I'm like, dang, he really, he raw. But it's like, I say all that to say, like, you know, I remember just all every time I would see you, I'm like, man, that can't be paid. What that nigga real was just seeing you, and it's like our interactions ain't nothing. It's just always he just be chilling. You know what's crazy? Like you, you be like always seeing you. It was Ike. What's the boy Ike Williams? I think his name Ike Williams. They paid for GHS. Yeah, I paid in the church. He was me and Willie. He had asked me one time. He was like, bro. He said, he said Dante was like that. I'm like, yeah, he was like that. He was like, what, I, like, how he used to work out? What he used to work on his game? I'm like, bro, Dante worked on his game. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. like, out of all, most of all of my friends, probably Willie was mostly in the gym working on his game because his dad. 
I was like, bro, in my era, we got better from playing with each other. Right. Our workouts was just hooping. Right. That's it. We didn't go to the gym and do no workouts, none of that stuff. Like me, Tim, like even like Ron, them like, bro, mm -hmm. I'm going to Fifth Ave. I'm going to yeah. Village Green Tree Tree. I'm going to Sugar Hill. We, we like whoever was good, we made it happen. Right. Like, I don't know how much these just get in the gym and do that or how much they play, but bro, we, playing like that. we really hoop all the time, bro. Like, we didn't have that social media stuff like that then, you know what I mean? Right. But at that young age, but we, yeah, and one we, we for real, we going to find you good over there, they coming. They know I'm in Duval, they coming, bro. Like, yeah. like, I got good in basketball from the people that I played with, bro. Mm -hmm. People that I played with, they the one made me good. I didn't have to go. To weigh somewhere else. Like, I do, I play with good talent in my era. Yeah. I always tell people, like, I think my era, bro, of basketball is probably the best era that I've been through games. But, like, I respect, like, Orange Green them and all them, but my era we played like, through we was Ron, like 2002. Played through the Ron yeah. era, Kanye's era, all them eras. Like, you can go from high school to high school, even though I didn't play at that time, but I was in the mix. Like, you can go to PK with Willie them. All you can right. go to Eastside with Dante and ship them. You, right. can, you can put in the rock. You can go yeah. to bureaus with Blake and Chris Washington. All right. You know yeah. what I mean? You can go to Santa Fe with the Twins and all them, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, for school, for school, I don't think no ever never had it like that. No. And then you can put in the mix all the players that even didn't play. I can, I can, I can say count his names that you know that didn't even play. Like, right. our era was just crazy, bro. Like, Straight nobody who like our era, you can't go from top to bottom. Nobody ain't touching our era, bro. Game's good. I want y'all to know that. All right. Do your homework. <laughs> My era coming up through that four years, that four years span. You put it however you want to put it. I you was probably right level. above me. I was oh seven. I ever I would have graduated oh six. So you, so yeah, yeah. you, I yeah. Bro, listen. So that from the time my brother graduated, Ron was oh four. That maybe oh three. To oh nine, bro. It was it was the best I've like seen. It, it ain't it ain't like that nowadays. I feel like it's kind of right now. From what I seen this year, I like what the schools got right now. I like what Hawthorne got. I like what Santa Fe got. I like what the Rock got. Gee, I've seen them a couple times. I kind of like a couple of them boys over there. I like a few of them boys at Buells. But it ain't nothing it like ain't, it's, it's, it's not yeah, it's, it's it not ain't. it's not even in the ballpark. Bro. Yeah, it ain't. If you think 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 about if you if you if you say if you can say just say um Hartham Kanye's Ingram Jr. Man, is he Kanye's Ingram no. at this point? No. You can say um <laughs> your boy from Santa Fe, the, um Trill. Trill. Is yeah. he a Ron Larson? Anybody know? Then you throw uh Dante. You throw Tim Shaker in the mix. Then you throw it's really? it just. <laughs> and then you still got in that in that same year you talking about you got Greg Gant, you got yeah. Junior, yeah. like TJ Teachers versus Yeah. In that bro. era of basketball, bro, that's the best one ever came through, bro. Like yeah, it's, boy. It's, it's it's just crazy. Love it's that. It's crazy, bro. And man, see, it's so much that we could get into players, you know, even the, like I just love K Head, bro. Oh man. K Head, bro. Like, bro, like, see that he in that same era. Same like, era, bro. Love TK. Like you put, bro. you put a K Hig in this area, he averaged 30. He gonna score 30 he on, a bad, on a bad night. Man, come on. Think about his dog, think bro. about his size and skill right now in <laughs> today's right. high school. Oh, he's he he gonna be the tallest on the court and the most skilled on the court. And he's a dog. It's, it's no competition. He giving you 30 every night. Like every night, it's, 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 it's not it's not even it's, it's not even close, bro. And that's what I think we miss. Like I know I will say this about Trail that sent me. Trail the dog. He got it. He got it. I, I played with him at the rock. Yeah, dog. He, he got it. That's why he do what he do. 
Cause he, he a dog. Him. He just ain't got the he's size. Yeah, he just ain't got the size. But even without the size, he a dog. He feel like I was, we, with the last game we was at. I was sitting with my little brother. This is his first time seeing bro play. And you know, Trey, you know, he really passed first. Oh yeah. He, yeah, he don't. He don't. He don't force. He he take tough shot, but he don't really force. Nothing. He let things come to him. Let it come to I was him. Talking, I was talking to him the other day. And I'm like, man, listen, bro. Right now, he just passed first half. I'm like, bro, he he let the game come to him. I'm like, if he turn up, he gonna turn up. So LeBron kept saying, man, I kind of wanted to be a little selfish, bro. I want to see him go off. I said, just wait yeah, on Man, bro, that second half came. Yeah. He probably had 11 first half. He finished the game 43. Yeah. Bro, second half, he just. Yeah. He I'm like, bro, he a dog. Bro. Yeah, he, he a dog. It ain't too many cats in the area that I don't watch. It ain't too many that really he got a D1 it. player, easy. Easy, easy D1 player. I don't know the talent. He a D1 player, easy, bro. Too easy. Easy. But man, bro, listen, y'all, we'll go on this hill all day. You know, if I we keep keep on this hill, we'll have a whole nother album <laughs> because it's 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 too much to talk about. But y'all stay tuned because we gonna I, I got something for that. I already got the the thought of it. I just gotta I gotta lay things out. I gotta lay some foundations. But man, y'all listen, a, a North Central Florida sports podcast. Man, people sleep on our area. area. They sleep on it, and it's so much, you know, I mean, you can go way back, even when my daddy done played in the 80s, you know, when they won uh, State for Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. he, he talked to me all the time, boy, them B-boys ain't doing what we doing. We was going 100 with no three-point. You know, he uh, every time we talk, he, I say, yeah, you right, you right. I got, I, I be seeing the, the newspaper articles take and all that. Yeah. And it's like, it's so much that we can get into. It's like, bro, we'll go. All day. It's so many people I want to interview, sit down with, so many stories I want to hear. You know, and I love that type of stuff. You know, like I say, I wasn't no real hooper hooper, but I, I love the game. Like I love to watch it. I love to see the real hoopers. And I know what it looked like. I know what it's supposed to look like when I see it. But um, yeah, we're gonna get on that. But man, listen, bro, it's, this it was this it was good, bro. Like I really I, even, I always have respect for you, bro, but this will take my respect from here way up here, you know, to really just hear your story. And I, and I, I think it, this stuff be important for me, you know, because, you know, so many people that I that I grew up with and grew up around to hear y'all's stories, it encouraged me, you know, to be even better, you know, and to go and do even more as a dad and to continue to allow these stories to be told about us, man, you know, because ain't nobody, most people, they want to get the celebrities. I mean, I take a celebrity on the podcast, but for me, I'm like, I ain't really sweating it like that. I want the stories of people that ain't nobody going, nobody ain't thinking about us. Yeah. You know, nobody ain't thinking about a B-Pace to be on the podcast. And I feel like you got so much to offer to the world from just your story, you know, can help so many people. But people look at us like we ain't nothing. You know, just the person right here in Gainesville, Florida, coming from the communities that we come from, ain't nobody trying to hear our stories. But we, have, I believe we have so much to offer, you know, so much rich, you know, just stuff that we can share with people. And I'm like, I, I want them stories to be told. And if ain't nobody else gonna do it, I do it, you know? And um, man, I appreciate you coming on, you know, really opening up and telling your story because I know this story is gonna help somebody else out there. You know, somebody gonna hear it and be inspired to be even better than what they, you, you know, than what they already doing. You know, and uh, 
bro. I just, I can't thank you enough, bro. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me, bro. It was nice, bro. Real, for real, man. So, hey, man, y'all y'all know what we do on that. Can we talk? We tell these stories. You know, we gonna, uh, we gonna change the outlook on black fatherhood, on how people look at us and view us, you know, and uh, we gonna keep it pushing, you know, uh, black history, you know, this history right here. You know, rather people want to look at look at it like that or acknowledge that what we doing, you know, this this real black history right here. Black fathers, you know, taking care of our children. You know, that's what we do, regardless of what the media might put out there about us. You know, we we ain't the best, we ain't the perfect, none of that. But we 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 standing up in the paint every day, and uh, we gonna continue to tell these stories. Uh, I ain't got too much more to say today. But y'all stay tuned, man. Uh, next week, we got my boy Ray Perosi. Uh, he gonna be my first uh, two-time guest. So I can't wait to sit down with him. That'll be episode 104. Um, he was actually episode four. So he, 100 episodes in, he coming back after 100 episodes. And he got a real story to tell. You know, it's a lot that happened since three years ago when we sat down and talked. But, um... Y'all look forward to that. Y'all can find this streaming on uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can go to uh, the website at www.dadcanwetalk.com. Uh, you will find all the audio episodes there. You will find all the YouTube channel there. Uh, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can donate on the po on, on the website. Uh, you can just, if you want to contact me, it's a contact form on there. So dadcanwetalk.com, you will find everything about the podcast. And um, yeah, man, y'all continue to support. I appreciate all my supporters out there. Y'all continue to stay tuned. Talk out.